This show was previously recorded from 2019. America, drowning in information, starving for wisdom. The Kate Daly Show starts now. I am William Wallace, and I see a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. You've come to fight as free men, and free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? From this day to that, for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! Oh yeah, couldn't say it better myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the quest for freedom, no matter <laughs> what country you're in. Uh, welcome to the Kate Daly Show. And of course, we're heading up to a 4th of July. Coming up tomorrow, we'll be playing a, uh, a, a rerun tomorrow and for a few days, uh, enjoying the 4th with our families. I have Uncle Milty with me today. Hello. And uh, of course, we'll take your calls today. 888-673-1450. 888-673-1450. You are sure welcome to share with us us what the 4th of July means to you. As all of us sit there and watch the fireworks, I know everybody's brains are cooking, you know, and uh, not only because of the heat, but because we are thinking about the day. We're thinking about the celebration. We're thinking about um, America. And we talk a lot about America on this show. And hopefully it, it provides a training ground, a, an education for us. And so there's a couple of things I'd like to introduce to you uh, in this uh, hour of the show, because I think these things are important in the way that we look at our country. But I also would love to hear from you. And we'll also have open phone lines uh, for uh, the next couple of hours so that you can chime in. Tell us what, how you feel about this country, where we're at, where we're going, um, and your thoughts. Because I think the best way to gauge uh, is to really just get a synopsis from from the American people and to understand how we're feeling as we're watching fireworks and how we're feeling on this 4th of July. Um, if you were going to give a, a, a scorecard to America um, on on keeping some of the values uh, of liberty or um, or or whatever the case may be, what grade would you give it right now, and and where are we headed, and are you excited about the future? Are you do you think maybe the pendulum is swinging the other way, or maybe you uh, maybe you don't? I don't know. Wherever wh- whatever you think, we want to hear it, right, Uncle Yes, Nancy? Absolutely. Uh, what are some of your thoughts as you're watching fireworks tomorrow night? Um, what will you be thinking? What will you be thinking about when it comes to this country and Independence Day? Oh, I, I think probably what I'll be thinking is it's past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> now, come on. <laughs> Most fireworks around the country are around 10 o'clock at night. Exactly. I think you'll survive. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I always feel the same. I, mm-hmm. I get very choked up yeah. about Independence Day. Um, and to me, it's 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 one of our most important holidays. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, agree. it it's supposed to remind us 
about the founding of this country and what we went through and what the founders put together and the way, you know it doesn't seem like it reminds a lot of people right, of that right. anymore. Yeah, uh, you're right. You're right. And yesterday I talked about the Constitution in the last hour and making sure people were aware of that um, when it comes to our feelings about the country. But really what I should have done was talk more about the Declaration of Independence because that is really where you see the founders' vision. The Constitution is laying out a roadmap uh, for things to follow to get to what the Declaration of Independence would turn our people into. Okay, um, and I th- I think that there are some really important um, uh, comments on this. Things that that I think are missed on that, and so I, w- I really want to talk about that because there are some pretty. Um, wonderful statements. In fact, I'm going to be playing uh, some of Paul Harvey for you today. I'm going to be playing um, some of uh, Coolidge's speech for you today. Because when you listen, I think it's kind of interesting when you're when you're really listening without the fireworks and without the noise, but just really listening to what's being said. Uh, even back in 1926 with Coolidge, um, he really did bring out some wonderful things about our country and the reason that we wanted this so bad. And it wasn't just to create a new nation, he no. said. It was to create a new nation with new principles, completely different than had ever been done before. And that was the part that was amazing. That was the miracle. It wasn't just to create a new nation. It wasn't just to say, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'd like a piece of land um, and, and designate it to ourselves. And you kind of have to wonder if you had the opportunity to, to, to do the same, how would you construct it? Well, I thought the, the Declaration of Independence is brilliant. Yeah. In the way it describes um, who we are and, and what we were supposed to be from the onset. And and I and as they as they wrote that, they were very, very careful um, in the original. They wrote uh, life, uh, life, liberty and property. But they didn't want the South to um, to 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 try and say, well, property or slaves right now. So so that see the Constitution grants us uh-huh. this. So he took that out. Uh, Jefferson, he wrote pursuit of happiness. Um, and so there were some interesting things that changed along the way. But I don't think people realize that now property is is one of the um, man. It, it's it, that is the cornerstone, the ownership of property mm-hmm. uh, in America, um, not people, property. And, uh, and, and so the Declaration of Independence laid out the equality of mankind. It wasn't just, it wasn't just men, it was mankind. That sort of got lost um, in translation for a lot of people. Um, but, but that's the truth. And it really did lay out the case for, for us to, um, to sort of say, this is our new, th- this, is, this is really what God intended. So this is what we're going to do. This is how this is going to go. And I think that's the most interesting thing, because without including God, you the basis of the Declaration of Independence would be very difficult because you're saying endowed by our creator. Well, (laughs) if you don't believe in a creator, Mm, there's um, an issue. There is an issue. And so uh, the, our rights came from somewhere. And of course, those rights are uh, extremely um, important because they're God given. Government has no right to take them. And uh, and and so um, God grants them. And 
and they are ours. And so these are these are just no-brainers, right? Uh, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, uh, and among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Um, wow. That, there's so much packed into that statement. Can you imagine sitting down yourself and trying to write a Declaration of Independence where you knew that it would be picked apart and looked at and, and dissected for years? What would you put in that document <laughs> so that people would walk away understanding exactly what you meant? That's a hard yes, task. it would to, be difficult. You know what I mean? That's a difficult one. And so um, so the, I, I think when you hear a little bit of... Uh, of of Coolidge on this, it really he really does talk about the poor and how there is a hopeless poor, and then there is a poor with a desire to um, to attain in their life to have success. There's two kinds of poor, and there's two, and, and that we need to recognize that that this country gave because there'll always be those that are poor. There'll always be those, and that it wasn't um, that this country gave the even the poor the sort of energizing um, um, outlook to want to come here and better their life. It wasn't about. It wasn't about dependence and, and making them dependent or aiding them to the to the to the point where they couldn't even help themselves. It was about it was about providing them with a uh, with a hope, because when you were poor in some of these other, you were always poor. Um, and so he, he talks about that and he talks about a couple of things that will play uh, in the next segment. But I, I hope everybody listens up because what he says is really brilliant. It was 150 years after the Constitution. And you think about all that our nation survived. We have survived our own civil war. We have survived a lot of things. Depression, uh, that I think that was uh, um, that was a, a bank doing. That was not um, just by happenstance. Mm-hmm. We, we've done shows on that, and there's a lot of proof to back that up, by the way. Um, but we have basically withstood the um, a lot of uh, the new world order. I think that I think that was set in motion. A long time ago, um, but we have with we, we've withstood that, and why? Maybe because we as a people are um, very resilient. I remember even in my own state, the governor coming out and saying, "You all are basically doing well because of me. I'm pretty amazing, and I have delivered you jobs, and I've delivered you all of these things." Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, "No, no, we're doing well in spite of you." We're not doing well because of you. Uh, the guy's a total moron. We're not, we're not doing okay because they have enacted law after law after law. The people in America are resilient enough. Now, you have to, you have to kind of look at that much resilience to do it in spite mm-hmm. of a million laws being introduced every single year. That's amazing. That, that goes to show the spirit of, of the American that we will fight, that, 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 well, those that are logical and understand what I'm talking about anyway, um, that we understand that, that we, have, we have prevailed against a lot of things and against a lot of people trying to tear at the very fabric of that. And yes, things are in trouble, um, but they've been in trouble for quite a while. And maybe we can see our way out of some of these things right now, but it's going to take a lot of us uh, being educated and waking up. Hopefully. Hopefully. I think it's a good time. I, I think we should start as families 
teaching our children about this on Independence Day. Yep, the Declaration of Independence. And, and let them understand what that document says. It's, it doesn't take that long to read through it. No, no. And, and let your children know before the fireworks and the hot dogs and hamburgers and the watermelon and before all that comes this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And without this, we wouldn't be having all that. Yep. In fact, Thomas Jefferson said this a year uh, a year before. In 1775, he said, Believe me, dear sir, there is not in the British Empire a man who more cordially loves a union with Great Britain than I do. But by the God that made me, I will cease to exist before I yield to a connection on such terms as the British Parliament proposed. And in this, I think I speak the sentiments of America. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he did successfully. Yeah. And, uh, and the fact that they could get together and, uh, and, and put this together, I think uh, with God's hand, of course, this had to have, because, you know, this is, it was a very difficult thing to outline something that had never been done before. They didn't have a blueprint here. 